Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Hey, welcome everyone to Life Family Church. How are we doing today? Hey! I think we can do a little bit better than that, right? Come on, this is the house of freedom. I, I tell you what, my, uh, my wife and I, we just got back from vacation in the mountains and it was awesome. But I tell you what, there's nothing like coming in the house of the Lord with the, you know, people of faith and being in with the brethren. We miss this place so much. We're so happy to be here. And if you don't know, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the uh, children's ministers here. And so we just uh, thank you for coming out and what a great day it is to be here. So if you are new, we do have a welcome packet in here. If you are new, please fill this out or turn it back to the Source Center for a free gift. Um, also, too, you see these uh, lovely jars up here. This is a good savings plan. This is the uh, we have the LC, we have Life Christian University, we're a host campus here for that. Uh, of course, we've got missions. Um, and the men's trip. This is a great visual aid to be able to help us to, you know, save in the budget. It's a, a great idea. Um, if you are interested in these jars, we do have some of these in the Source Center. I believe they're five dollars. You can see Miss Michelle in the Source Center after service. Um, also, one of my favorite things to announce, guys. This is so cool. We have our church picnic coming up August 18th. This is going to be great, guys. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of food, and then there's going to be games, and guys, it's going to be like. Barbecue and food, like, I mean, I can't wait. It's a great time to be able to be together, to fellowship, uh, be, be able to eat a lot of food and uh, play some games. Of course, there's going to be volleyball. I mean, there's like a soccer field. I mean, last time I did that, I tripped, so I'll probably stick with volleyball. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, that is August 18th. Um, big thing is there are signups in the Source Center. Now, on the signups, it, it, you know, you sign your name, but you can also say what you're bringing because... This is something where, uh, you know, everyone's going to pitch in, you know, whatever your favorite dish is. Um, I'm hoping there's some sweet potato pie there. That'd be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, circle that, whether it's a side dish, a meat, um, or supplies. Just make sure to sign that. Um, again, that's in the Source Center, available now. And, again, that is August 18th. That is going to be at the Sports Center in Walden Lake. So a little bit different. Typically, we have it on our church property, but this is so much more convenient. And I, for one, can't wait for it. Um, Hallelujah. Um, next up, we do have our email connections. So if you are, uh, if you have signed up, we do have our email connections that explain to you what's going on here at Life Family Church. But other than that, we do have our Facebook page. Again, that is Life Family Church on Facebook and our church calendar, which is on our website, which is lifefamilychurch.net. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Awesome. So the reason we're having it at Walden Lake is because, again, like Andrew said, they have all the ball fields. So bring your football, your your baseball gear, your, um, what is it? You said soccer, volleyball, sand volleyball. So, yeah. Now, they're going to loan us a ball bag, but I don't know what the contents of that are. (laughs) So if you've got your favorite stuff, you'll want to bring that. Uh, So it's going to be a great time. I think we're going to slip inside. Somebody's bringing the water yeah, sports. Um, hey, I wanted to mention that. Does anybody need one of these savings plan sheets that do not get, get one? Raise your hand. Miss Nona, James, would you help? Raise your hand high and the ushers will get that to you. That just lets you know how much you need to set aside, whichever one of those things you're picking. 
And so, uh, ladies, we do, are not having the North Carolina Women's Conference this year because, you know, that's every other year. But there is a cabin get-together for those that want to come November, uh, the first week of November, which is Friday the 1st uh, through Sunday the I believe that's a third, and so uh, I'm going to have those details to you in the next week or two. It's Gatlinburg area. It's a big cabin, but again, there's limited spaces, so it's going to be kind of first come, first signed up. There's no installments. It's just the full lump sum. It's going to be about 160 so we'll have that information to you this week or next week, but if you're wanting to put that, obviously, in your little uh, budget, here's your men's and women's trip jar. And on that sheet, it shows you what you need to set aside for that. So if you have any questions that you need answered immediately for getting off work, just see me after service. I'll fill you in on that. Any other announcements? We're good. Okay. Yeah. So well, I want to say something about these jars. Oh, yeah, we do. These jars are pretty cool, man. I mean, like, even if you're, I mean, I really like the world one. Go ye. Sounds like a command. Go in souls. Go ye into all the world, right? So even if you just, you know, if you weren't coming on any of the missions trips, you just wanted to put it up there and go, I want to sow into the world. That's a good sowing tool right there. Praise God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Okay, open your Bibles if you would, please, to the book of Malachi. We're going to go ahead and take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Malachi. I want to, or Malachi. Which one do you like? Depending on what part of the world you're in. If you're in, in Italy, it's Malachi. If you're in America, it's Malachi, praise God. Or if you're in Israel, it's Malachi. There's something cool about this scripture. A couple of cool things about this scripture I'm about to read to you. Malachi chapter 3. And we're going to back it up to about verse number 6. And it says this, For I am the Lord, I change not. Wow, right then and there. I mean, we could probably preach an entire sermon that the Lord does not change. He's the same yesterday, Hebrews 13, 8. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob, you're not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you. Saith the Lord of hosts, but you said, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, there's a lot of things in here. Now, we understand that in the beginning with Adam and Eve, it was covenant. Okay, they cut covenant. (laughs) Then it became Levitical law. Because they couldn't keep covenants, hello, because they weren't born again. Right? Then we went from Levitical law back under covenant. Okay? So you have to understand that we are the children of Abraham. Are we not the children of Abraham? Amen. Amen. Did you know that Abraham tithed? Yeah. Did you know that his grandsons tithed? Okay. So the principle of the tithe goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Yeah. The principle of the tithe. God said to Adam and Eve, He said, Of every fruit of every tree in the garden you can eat of, but the fruit of this one tree you can't eat of. So you can have 90% of all the fruit, but the 10% of fruit of this one tree you can't have. Mm -hmm. What tree was that? 
knowledge of good and evil. Isn't that right? So the principle of the tithe falls under covenant. It doesn't necessarily fall under Levitical law because we are no longer under Levitical law. So when he says here, you are cursed with a curse, that sounds like a double curse, doesn't it? Yeah. Cursed with a curse. Right? Yes? No? Yes. Okay. So there are two types of curses in the Word of God. One, there's the curse of the fall. Right? And then there's the curse of the law. We are no longer under the curse of the law. Because Galatians chapter 3 says, Curses everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus became a curse for us so that you and I, we are not cursed. Come on, hello somebody. We are not a cursed people. So, what does tithes and offerings do? Because he said, I am the Lord, I change not. Remember, God's a covenant God. Levitical law had to be put into the earth because people weren't obeying. They had the sin nature in totality because they weren't born again. Come on, hello somebody. Paul said this, if it wasn't for the law, I would not have known what the sin was. Okay? So he says, you're cursed with the curse. So therefore, the two curses, curse of the fall and the curse of the law. We are no longer under the curse of the law, but we are still under the curse of the fall. Come on, hello somebody. If you don't think so, take your shoes off, run through a pricker bush patch, and believe me, you'll find out we are still under the curse of the fall. So what does tithes and offerings do? It sets a standard against the curse of the fall. It's like the principle in the 40 years that the Israelites were in the wilderness, their shoes didn't wear out, their clothes didn't wear out. Come on, hello somebody, amen? So therefore, when you tithe and give offerings, it sets a standard against the enemy from stealing, killing, and destroying. Things last a lot longer. Not only that, there's a wonderful promise in here that goes along with the tithe. Watch this. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me. This is the only scripture in the entire word of God from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 that actually God says, test me. That I, test me, prove me now, and this says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive, and I will rebuke the devourer. So watch this. I am the Lord, I change not. So with tithing and offering comes a rebuke from God. Amen. It's just connected. You're a tither, Satan gets automatically rebuked. I am the Lord, I change not. So you tithe, the, the devourer tries to come, uh-uh. I'm a tither. Oh, that's right. I'm a mute. It's just automatic. God doesn't even have to tithe. It just comes along with the tithe. But if you don't tithe, guess what? No rebuke. There's no rebuke. And if he's the Lord, he changes not. Then therefore we're not keeping covenant because we're back under covenant because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So therefore we're not keeping covenant. Dr. Jack... Is the tithing a New Testament principle? Absolutely. Read Hebrews chapter 7. Come on. Amen. Yeah. So what does that do? With tithe comes a rebuke of this devourer. So what happens? The standard is set against so that he can't come to your house and steal, kill, and destroy. But if you don't tithe, then you open up the... You open your life up to sickness. You open your life up to poverty. You open your life up from stealing. You open your life up. because I care. You have to understand, God's a conditional God. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Watch this. This is God. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For with the measure that you give unto others to be a blessing, it will be measured back to you and then some. Amen. 
So in other words, God is not El Chipo, he's El Shaddai. Can you say amen? amen. Come on now, he's, he's El Shaddai, the God is more. Somebody say more. more. The God is more than enough. And he goes on to say here, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and she not, he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall you cast his fruit before his time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, and you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. I can testify to you, I can guarantee you, that if you are a tither and you give offerings, breakthrough will happen. It's inevitable. I'm just telling you right now. You hear preachers say, breakthrough's coming, breakthrough's coming. Well, are you following biblical principles? Come on, you have to follow the... Listen, Christmas in July. We watched a Christmas movie the other day. I mean, you know, we turned the AC down real low and we kind of turned the fireplace on, you know, and got it all covered up and it was 98 degrees outside, but in my house it was 65. Praise God, amen. And we were like, and we pop some popcorn and, and things like that, you know. And suddenly, you know, we got all these presents under the tree that we imagined that was there next to the fireplace. Praise God, amen. And the most funny thing, I got a present that I needed to read instructions to be able to put it together. You know, like on real Christmas morning when bicycles are put underneath the tree and the husbands and the dads worked all evening and, you know, got to bed at four in the morning and then ten minutes later the kids are up. Praise God. Amen. You know? And all of a sudden, you know, little Johnny gets on his brand new bike because Santa Claus came to his house and suddenly the handlebars fly off as Johnny's going down the street. And then the mom's like, what? What did you do, honey? What did you do? I'm, well, you know, there was these extra bolts, you know, and I just didn't quite know where they went. And, and then she says this. I mean, husband, you understand this. You know, do you do you know where you're going? Did you get the directions? I don't need directions. Are you kidding me? I know exactly where we're Well, I've seen that you know convenience store five times already. Are we going in circles? No. Do you come on? Did Siri? Did Siri not help you? No, I didn't ask her. Praise God. Amen. I'll never ask for directions. No, no. There's a manual within the instructions to help put the bicycle together properly so that the handlebars don't go flying off. A little Johnny. Ah! Look, honey. Look at him go. He's got it. Praise God. He's got it. No, we don't want that. No, you got to listen. If you follow the Emmanuel. If you follow the Emmanuel. If you follow the manual. If you follow Emmanuel, I mean, y'all are getting that right. Praise God. Amen. We're, not, we're not slow this morning. Praise God. Amen. I didn't get to bed till like three, almost three o'clock this morning. So and then I got up at six. So no excuses for anybody. Come on, hello, somebody. James, James is falling out. Don't fall asleep on me, officer. Don't fall asleep on me. I know you had you had a rough week. Give me a little taste. Oh my gosh! Don't fall asleep, Officer James Sneed. Praise God. Call your your supervisor. Okay, so listen, you gotta follow your man you gotta follow the manual. Amen, Pastor. Come on. Wake up. You've been asleep too long. Praise God. Amen. Drink get some kind of caffeine or something like that. You y'all hit the cappuccino bar before you came in. Oh I'm sorry, we don't have one. Praise God, amen. So, so hey, listen, follow the manual. Cause and effect. God's conditional. You do something, he does something. You have covenant. You have covenant. Don't break the covenant. God never breaks the covenant. Come on, you can't have your one foot in and your one foot out and your one foot in and shake it on. You can't do that. You are all in. Come hell, come high water, come blessing. Doesn't matter. There's ebbs and flows of life. 
Jesus said in this life, you'll have persecution. Mm-hmm. You'll have trials and tribulations. Right. I'm always, it seems to be amazed why people are always trying to get out of trials and tribulations. I don't understand that. Yeah, I, know. I just want, I want relief. Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus said you in this life. But he said, be of good cheer. Yeah. I have overcome. So if I've overcome, you'll overcome. Can you say that? Yeah. If you need an offering on below, please lift your hand. And an usher will get that to you or on the back of the seat in front of you. You will see an offering envelope on that. If you'll just take that out and make checks out to Life Family Church. Put a little extra in there, please. Help us out for the two Sundays Amen. that we didn't take up any time or hardly. Praise God. Help us out. Help us out. Bills to pay. We need a new computer, guys. That thing is like an ancient dinosaur. It's like 1876. I mean, we're laying hands on it to make sure it <laughs> doesn't give you the black screen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if the Lord shall so speak to you, thou shoutest. I just speak in Elizabethan language so that you understand. Thou shouteth right as a checketh for the computer. Can you say amen? And then we were told by Kevin Durant that we needed some other equipment too. And I'm like, my God, help us. You know? He's like, yeah, I've been casting those sound demons out for years. Yeah, well, go lay hands on that. Praise the Lord. Amen. You ever you ever noticed that the sound people always get the blame? Yes. <laughs> they're always getting the blame for everything that, that happens in a sound system. Yeah, praise the Lord. All right, open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Mark. Um, you know, Kevin and Annie Durant last Sunday, they were a blessing to us, were they not? Amen. Yeah. And so it just struck me a little bit um, that I want to talk to you this morning about how to maintain your healing. I think it would probably be a good thing. Because, you know, when, you have a, when there's a healing service, two, two ways a person gets healed. It's either by your faith, or it's a manifestation of one of the gifts of the Spirit. Come on, hello. Can you say amen? It's one of, one of, either one of those two, two things. So open your Bibles to Mark chapter 1, and we're going to read at verse 40. Some people ask me all the time, well, Dr. Jack, is it the will of God for us to be healed? The answer to that question is an absolute yes. So it, it is God's perfect will for you and I to be healed. We know that Smith Wigglesworth was 87 years old. Did you know that? And when he went home to be in heaven, he was actually in a church service. And he was sitting on one of the pews on the platform. And he actually just gave up the ghost. Fell over. Boom. And he said for years, he would never have an autopsy done on his body. And he never had an autopsy done on his body, ever. But it doesn't mean that he didn't struggle. He struggled with kidney stones for about five years. Bad. Really, really bad. And I guess what I understand from nurses, having a kidney stone is like having a baby or something like that with people. So he, he'd be preaching on a platform and all of a sudden had to run off the platform to go to the men's room to pass a kidney stone. And so he had that for five long years. Also, John G. Lake. How many of you are familiar with John G. Lake? John G. Lake started the Spokane Healing Rooms in Spokane, Washington many, many years ago. And at one time, Spokane, Washington was declared the healthiest state in the union. And he'd been arrested multiple times for practicing medicine without a license. But he, in his late, later years, he started to go blind. Oh, come on, hello, somebody. Amen. And one day he was taking a walk and he was talking to the Lord. And he said, Lord, I've seen so many miracles and so many healings. And you, do, you have set free and you have done so much. How about, how about the preacher? Yeah, yeah. Come on, hello, somebody. Yeah. So we all face things. Listen, we live in a real world. 
We live in a decomposing world. We live in a falling world. You only get one body in this life. Come on, hello somebody. And then you get a glorified body in the life to come. Amen? Amen. But until then, you need to take care of your house. Thank you for those three amens. You gotta tell you, you gotta take care of your house, okay? So here in the book of Mark, chapter one, in verse 40, I'm gonna to read to you out of the Passion Translation of the Bible, which is the Aramaic, and it says this On one occasion a leper came and threw himself down in front of Jesus, pleading for his healing, saying, You have the power to heal me right now, if only you really want to. Being deeply moved with tender compassion, Jesus reached out and touched his skin of the leper and told him, Of course, I want you to be healed. So now be cleansed. Instantly, the leprous sores completely disappeared and his skin became smooth. So it is actually the will of God that you walk in divine healing. You don't ever have to question that. Ever. It is the will of God for you to be healed. We know that Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says, Surely he had borne our sicknesses, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes we were, were, were healed. Past tense. Can you say amen? amen? You have to understand that Jesus became sin on the cross. He became sickness. He became poverty. He became lack so that you and I don't have to walk in that. You can live a full life. Science has actually said that human beings in our time period are designed and have the capability of living 120 years. Come on, somebody. You can live a life of health, divine health, and when you've run your race, finish your course, you can give up the ghost and go home to be with Jesus or Jesus comes back and gets us. Amen. Amen. So it definitely is the will of God for you to be healed. Can you say amen? So what does that take? Go to the book of Mark 11. 11, Mark 11. Mark 11. Mark 11, and we're going to pick it up in verse 22. And Jesus said unto them, Have faith in God. That's a, that's a pretty, pretty strong, strong word. Have faith in God. What is faith? Faith is a firm persuasion. It is a confident expectation. It is the title deed of what you believe before you see it, before you feel it, before you have it. Faith reaches into the unseen realm, grabs a hold of what you're believing for, pulls it into the natural realm, and praises and thanks until it's manifested. I just gave you a real key right there. Praising and thanking. Praising and thanking. Praising and thanking until it's manifested. You know you're in faith when you have peace and joy. We know that Romans 15, 13 says you have peace and joy in believing. So whatever you're believing God for right now, whether it's a new car, a new house, or whatever it is in your body, if you have peace and joy, peace and joy are the measuring tools to see if whether you're in faith. Faith and belief is the same. Faith and belief is the same. It's the hand and the glove. It's your belief. Your faith system is your belief system. What do you believe? Do you believe that healing is for today? It's true. Do you believe that God wants us to walk in prosperity? It is true. Do you, God, you believe that God wants not only your wants, needs, and desires met? Absolutely. Amen. That's faith. That's belief. It's your belief system. Yeah. 
I remember I was at a service a couple of years ago <clears throat> doing a revival service, and there was a oh, probably a lady in about maybe late 50s, maybe early 60s, and she had a cane on her lap. So as I'm walking my way, I went to go grab the cane, and she pulled it away from me. And I said, ma'am, do you want to be healed? And she said, no, I don't. Well, I said, you don't? I said, why don't you want to be healed? She said, because I will lose my monthly check wow. if I'm healed. Not that God couldn't provide something else better for her. Can you say amen? Like what, God wants to heal you so that you're broke? I don't think so. Come on, hello somebody. No, God wants you healed so that He can provide something that you have the ability instead of you limiting God with the monthly check from the government. Yeah, I remember there was one particular lady, she was coming to a, came to a service, and she said, I just want to pray to the Lord, I want to pray to, I pray to the Lord, I just want to pray to the Lord, all my needs are met, God's met all my needs, all my needs. So she had like, she wasn't married, and she had like five kids, beautiful house, went out to her house, beautiful car, and things like that, and, she, and every time she'd come to a service at the church I was at, she pray to the Lord, hallelujah, the, the Lord meets all my needs. So I asked her, I said, well, what do, you, what do you mean? She said, well, I get a government check every kid. I got five kids, and I get a government check. So I'm like, the government's your Lord? Praise God, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I don't think so. Y'all, look, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you all looking at me like that? Oh, Jesus. Now you're going to meddling there, preacher. Going to meddling. Get off my big toe. Now, come on. Hello, somebody. Amen. I would rather trust God. I told my wife earlier in the service when I was in the back room praying and kind of studying, I said, as long as I got God, my wife, and my dog, I'm the happiest man alive. I'm going to tell you right now. I got my God, I got my wife, I got my dog. You don't need nothing else. As long as I got my, my God, my, my wife, and my dog. And if you see my dog, you understand why. Praise God. Amen. She's beautiful. Amen. So therefore, you've got to trust God. We're all believing God. That's right. We're all believing God for things. Constantly believing God for things. Constantly thanking God for things. Can you say amen? Amen. So it says here, Have faith in God. Watch this. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whatever mountain it is in your life that you need victory over, shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and then you shall have them. Come on now, it's not seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. Can you say? Then you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive, and if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven shall forgive you your trespasses. So forgiveness is a real key to maintaining it. And you must forgive everyone who has hurt you. Amen. If you remember, your point of offense is your point of failure. Your point of offense is your point of failure. Come on. If you've offended somebody, and you say, I'd like to meet with you, and they say, well, I want to meet with you. Well, you're offended. And if they say, no, I'm not, they're lying. Because an offended person... Come on now. A non-offended person will meet with you. But if a person is offended, they won't meet with you. They're offended. Then, listen, talk about the blind meeting the blind. Come on, hello somebody. If you've offended somebody, you forgive them. You've got to forgive If you've been offended, and believe me, the Bible says in the last days, many will be offended. Many. If you remember, your point of offense is your point of failure. 
the point of offense is you point it out. Well, you just don't know what they've done to me. Nothing more than what they did to Jesus. Oh, come on. Hello, somebody. Nothing more than what they did for Jesus. Well, I just can't forgive them. Well, the Bible says, the Bible, not Dr. Jack, the Bible says God will not forgive you. Oh, you really? We don't need to be in that position. Because I don't know about you, but I need God to help me every day. Hallelujah, every day. I need His help. I, I don't need God upset with me and not forgiving me. Yeah, but you just don't know what they, they hurt me. Well, let me ask you this. How many times have you hurt somebody else? Maybe you've hurt other people and you don't know that they, you've hurt them. Hurting people hurt people. Well, that's just the reason why I don't go to church. There's too many hypocrites in the church. Well, there's always room for one more. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I'm sorry. You know, I posted on Facebook recently. I said, stop being so wrapped up in Noah's world. You just might miss the boat. Stop. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall I be when the sun again. You don't think we're living in Noah's world right now? Be careful. Don't get so wrapped up in, the, in Noah's world that you miss the boat. Come on, hello somebody. What's the boat? The rapture's coming. It's coming. Two major events in these last days and we're getting ready to fix it. Fix it. It's fixing. Let me talk to Max again. It's fixing. It's fixing to happen. Praise God. You step over the line again in the whole county. Praise God. Fix it. It's fi- two things are fixing to happen. One, the greatest outpouring, the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that the church in the world has ever seen. And the rapture of the church is coming. Vote. Hello. Don't get so. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. Let me see what was Noah like. Noah built an ark. Oh, okay. He escaped destruction. Mm-hmm. Then the ark was lifted up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everything below it was destruction. destruction. I don't know. Somebody help me, please. Yeah. I mean, correct my thinking if I'm wrong here, but don't miss the boat, okay? Yeah, right, right. Eight people were saved. Seven is completion. Eight is the number of new beginnings. Amen. Hallelujah. So he goes on to say, Shall not down his heart, but believe those things which he saith, shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. So watch this. You come in a prayer line, you get laid hands on, suddenly pain leaves you. No more pain, no more symptoms. You walk out the door, you go to bed, the next morning, all of a sudden, oh! So why is that? The Bible says this. Satan comes immediately. To steal the word out of your heart. He comes immediately. Amen. Well, I, I, went, I was in that healing service, and man, the power of God came on me, fell on the floor, and lost him, shook, screamed, and everything. Ha, when I got up off the floor, ha, it was wonderful. No more pain. It was absolutely wonderful. Went home, woke up the next morning. Ah, ah, ah. Come on, hello, somebody. Maybe you have said, oh, I got the pain. I'm still in pain. I'm, maybe you have said constantly. Maybe you've said, 
But every year, it doesn't matter what kind of flu it is, every year I get it. I'm two weeks on my back. It can be the swine flu, the bird flu, the pigeon flu, the duck flu, the dog flu, the cat flu. I mean, any kind of flu, any kind of flu coming out there, I get the flu. I get two weeks. Of, and sure enough, every year, two weeks, you're on your back with, with rawr, 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 quack, quack, quack. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not a duck. I'm not a quack. <laughs> well, it depends on who you're talking to. Right? <laughs> it really depends. Praise God. Last time I looked, I'm not a dog. I'm not a bird. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. So what are you even saying? Oh, my, my shoulder pain. My shoulder pain. My arthritis. Praise God. Amen. My arthritis. What do you mean your arthritis? You need to tell arthritis to go to hell. Praise God. Amen. That's what you need to tell arthritis. Just go to hell. Praise God. Amen. I don't need you in my body. Whatsoever a man saith. Whatsoever a man saith. Whatsoever. What are you even saying over your body? Besides, by his stripes, I am healed. People say to me, Dr. Jack, is it okay to go to the doctor? Yes. Amen. Amen. They, who gave them the knowledge? You think Satan gave them the knowledge to heal? Really? John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I've come to give you life and more abundantly. Believe me, you're not living the abundant life in the bed. In pain. You're not. You need to put that on Facebook. Pray God. Amen. You're not living the abundant life in bed. Sick, broke, busted, and disgusted. And sometimes it's what we don't know that's preventing something. That's right. It's what we don't know. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. What have you been saying over your finances? What have you been saying over your marriage? What have you been saying over your body? What have you been saying about your job? What have you been saying? If you don't like what you're getting, you've got to change what you've been saying. That's right. Oh, I have nothing. I'm broke. I, I don't have anything. I, and nobody likes me. Well, guess what happens? Nobody likes you. <laughs> Nobody's liking you. Come on, hello. I have no friends. Absolutely you have no friends. Well, you said it out of your mouth. Praise God, I have no friends. Yeah. Now, listen, we, we need to apply all of it, including the preacher. Hallelujah. We need to, sometimes we just need to make these little adjustments. It's almost like when you're trying to get a, you know, a, a radio station in tune, and you got the and WLLA, okay, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> whatever. So, in other words, you got to turn the dial just a little bit to the right or to the left. Sometimes it's just a little adjustment. Yeah. You're on the right road, you're just hitting the bumps, you're hitting the potholes. Come on, hello, somebody. But you're on the right road. So, it's just a little adjustment that we need to make, and suddenly, man, it starts clicking like, yeah, like anything. That's right. That's right. Whatsoever a man saith. If you're saying, I don't have enough or I can't afford it, guess what? Galatians, whatsoever a man reap, that shall he also, I mean, that, whatsoever he sows, that shall he also reap. Amen. So what are, you, what are you saying over your finances? What are you saying over your business? Come on, I know we all face discouragement. Okay. We all face discouragement. Listen, who in this room hasn't wanted to quit? Please stand up. <coughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. We've all had feelings. Amen. Come on, hello somebody. We've all had feelings. I want to quit. I want to give up. I, forget this. Come on now, right? Who needs that? Like a hole in the head. Yeah, like an extra one, right? No. We feel all... No, and then sometimes you just got to stir yourself up. 
Come on now, you got to keep running your race, and you got to no. keep on going. You got to keep on going. You got to keep on barreling. Keep on barreling. And when you see the shoes on the wire, turn right. Praise God. And then you just keep on barreling. And then when you come to the four-way stop, there'll be a dead possum to the left. Just keep on barreling. Praise God. Amen. Just keep on barreling. No matter how you feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what the thoughts are coming into your mind, you're going you're gonna to lose. You're going to lose it all. You're going to die. You're going to Shut up in Jesus' name. Sometimes you might need to say that out loud. Just stand up in your living room, lift your hands, and say, Satan, shut up in Jesus' name. Sometimes you've got to run at your mountain with your mouth. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. Whatsoever, man. Whatsoever. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. So you've got to believe that you have it first. You've got to believe that you have it first. Amen. If you can see it, but if you can believe it, then you'll see it. Yeah. Not seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. And remember, it's one life. You live one life. You never really die. You just transfer locations. Come on now. And you get a new body. Amen. It's one life. You live it. You will live for eternity. You're never going to die. You will live a thousand years from now. You will be still around. You'll be 2,000 years, 100,000 years, 1 billion years from now, you will exist. You don't die. Spirits don't die. Your spirit, man, is just like you. Look at the Mount of Transfiguration in the book of Matthew. Jesus was transfigured from the inside out. That's right. Hello, he was given this example of the glorified body. Not only that, he was given as an example of what the anointing is, the presence of God in you is. Because yeah, right. he is light. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the life is in the light. Light is in the life. If you were to see, if you could see the spirit realm and look at you, your spirit being, it would be full of light. Because yeah. light, come on now, expels darkness. Darkness does not overcome light. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. That's the reason why when we're in heaven, it's just total light. There is no shadow of turning. Because the light encompasses you. That same light of life is on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. So sometimes we need to become more God conscious. than. <laughs> And become no earthly good. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. No, no, no. You just need to be God conscious. Yeah. Come on now. The world is losing its ever-loving mind. People are not thinking straight. They, they're, they're, this, this is the only thing that will keep anybody sane right here. Amen. Right here. Where, where do you think I come up with these quotes about, you know, about Noah, you know, stop being wrapped up in Noah's world? Or you may miss the boat. Do you know that there will be people that will not understand that? Yes. Well, well, what are you talking about? What are you trying to play? No, those things come from heaven. They said to Jesus, what wisdom does he have? You know where he got his wisdom from? The Holy Ghost. That's right. The same Holy Ghost that you and I have is the same Holy Ghost that Jesus has. And that wisdom comes from heaven. Can you say amen? amen? And we all need to, because sometimes we get lazy faith. Sometimes it's easier to pop an ibuprofen. That's right. 
Come on, hello, son. We've all done it. Just, just get it taken care of right now. Praise God. In 30 minutes, headache's gone. Amen. I mean, really, come on. I mean, sometimes we rely upon that. And listen, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, to be honest with you. It's okay to take medication. Amen. But it's also okay to go to the doctor to find out what's going on so that you can put your faith on it. Amen. Put your faith on it. Now, let me, let me say this to you. you don't, if you are taking medication, don't fall under the condemnation. That's right. Hello? Good. More preachers would be alive today if they would have went to the doctor. Yeah. Come on, hello, somebody. I know some preachers died young, heart attacks. They were having symptoms in their body. They were ignore the ignore the symptoms. Hello? Saying that they were in faith, and then four days later, they're dead due to the funeral. Yeah, that's right. Don't ignore these things. Frederick Price wrote a book called Faith, Foolishness, or Presumption. Mm-hmm. Faith, Foolishness, or Presumption. Mm-hmm. So like I said to you, you know you're in faith when you have peace and joy. And you know what peace and joy is. What, what peace and joy will trump your worry. So maybe write that down. Write that, put that one on Facebook. Write that. Your peace and joy will trump worry. Your peace and joy will trump stress. Mm-hmm. That's right. Most diseases come from stress. Mm-hmm. Stress related. Yeah. Weakens your immune system. Then you're susceptible to germs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I hope I helped with somebody this morning. Maintaining your healing. Maintaining your Number one, God's willing to do it. Number two, faith. <clears throat> what stops? See, if God is a conditional God, then what will stop? Healing. Go to Mark chapter 6, if you would, please. Mark chapter 6. Did you know that every answer to every problem in your life is found in the Word? If you have a financial problem, it's in the Word. You have a relationship problem, it's in the Word. If you have a sickness issue, it's in the Word for healing. Mark chapter 6. We're almost done here. So number one, it is the will of God for you to be healed. Number two, exercise your faith. You know you're you're in faith over a subject when you have peace and joy. The moment your peace and joy goes, stress, anxiety, and worry will come. But peace and joy trumps trumps stress, trumps worry. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. And he went from thence, and he came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come... He began to teach in the synagogue. So in other words, he went to church on Sunday. Isn't that the most amazing thing? That's the most amazing thing. Jesus went to church. Isn't that amazing? Jesus went to church. Amen. One believer said, I'll, I'll go to prison for the name of Jesus. I'll, I'll die for the name of Jesus. And I'll, I'll get arrested and I'll, I'll be put in state prison. Well, okay, that's great. Well, why can't you go to church on Sunday morning? Praise God. Amen. The most amazing thing. I'll die for Jesus. I'll, I'll go to jail for Jesus. Hallelujah. But I can't make it Sunday morning. Praise God. Amen. I, have, I cannot figure that one out. I have heaven. I'll go to jail. I'll go to jail for Jesus. Did you go to church last Sunday morning? No, I slept in. Okay. You know, if I if I if I bring correction, at least I do it with a smile. I mean, I try to do I try to be smiling and show that, that ultra bright. Go 
the seventh day was come, he began to teach in the Son of God. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things, or what wisdom is given unto him, that such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work save he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. Let me read to you out of the Aramaic um, Passion Translation of the Bible. He goes on to say here, Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Afterward, Jesus left Capernaum and returned to the disciples of Nazareth, his hometown. On the Sabbath day, he went to teach in the synagogue. Everyone who heard his teaching was overwhelmed with astonishment. They said among themselves, what incredible wisdom has been given to him? And where did he receive such profound insights? And what mighty miracles flow from his hands? Isn't this Mary's son, the carpenter? Now watch this. Number one, what stops the anointing? What's, what stops people from being healed? Familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah. Too familiar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too fr- ah, we know that guy. I know yeah. them. Mommy, what? My goodness. <laughs> like one pastor who said to me, had a guy in his church and walked over and he said, Hey, listen, Pastor so and so, I just I just want to be your friend, man. I wanna I wanna hang out with you and I wanna go camping with you. And when you go fishing, you know, up in Alaska, I wanna go with you. And we just, you know, I just I just want to be your friend. I just, I just want to be your bud and all that kind of stuff. And all that sudden, that pastor said, "Well, do you want a prophet's anointing or do you want a bud's anointing?" That's right. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Familiar? Mm-hmm. Too familiar? Ah, that's just too familiar. Ah, that's just her. Too familiar. Yeah. Isn't this the carpenter's son? We know him. I mean, we grew up with. Him. You know, we've got these rumors of him about raising dead birds. He didn't raise dead birds at twelve years old. No, he didn't do that. Too familiar. Yeah. yeah that's so true. Right? You've got you to be careful of familiarity. Right. You've got to be careful from familiarity, even of the anointing. That's so true. Oh, I felt that. Oh, I've done that. Been there, done that. Bought the T-shirt. Sold the T-shirt. Then sold the car. Washed the car with the T-shirt. <laughs> Come on, hello, somebody. Too familiar. Yeah. Too familiar. Mm-hmm. Listen, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown is my pastor, but I'm not too familiar with him. That's right. Right. I, I don't know if I could work for Pastor Rodney. I've seen him behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can work for Benny Hinn. I've seen him behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see all the flaws. Sometimes when you see somebody on the platform and they're flowing in the anointing and the power of God and things like that, ooh, ah. Why? Because there's stardom mentality in the United States of America. Yeah. And sometimes people get a hunger for something that they should never get a hunger for because they don't know the price that the person has paid. To be on that platform. They don't know the loneliness. They don't know the heartache, the heartbreak. They don't know. They do They do not know until you walk in somebody else's moccasins. For familiarity. Got to be careful. He goes on to say here. Don't his sisters, and they were offended. Offense. That's huge today. You mean if I am offended with somebody, it could actually prevent the healing in my body? Yes. 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 
offended, I'm offended. And if you actually use the words, I'm offended, you ought to go, ah, you ought to... You ought to take your right hand, extend it as far as from your cheek as possible, and I had a high velocity, smack yourself into reality. Because if you actually use the words, well, I'm offended. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm offended. Well, that, that offends me. You are in trouble. Yeah. Offense. They were offended. At him. He goes on to say here in verse number, okay, and they took offense at him. Verse 4 Jesus said to him, A prophet is treated without honor everywhere except in his own hometown. A prophet is treated with honor everywhere except in his own hometown, among his relatives, in his own house. He was unable to do any great miracle. Now, so watch this a lack of honor for the fivefold ministry gifts. Let me show you a lack of honor. When you go to the regular physician, and his name is Bob, do you walk in and say, Yo, Bob, what up? How you doing? Does anybody call your doctor by, do you call your doctor by, the first, by his first name? No. Let's say your doctor's Lynette. Hey, Sister Lynette, what up? How you doing? No, you walk in and you say, Dr. So-and-so. Is that correct? Yes. Today, in the body of Christ, there is such a lack of honor for the fivefold ministry. People will call their pastors by their first name. Yes. What's up, Jack? Yes. Jack, be nimble. Jack, be quick. Jack <laughs> took over the candlesticks. <laughs> I'm trying to help people get and maintain their healing. That's right. And these things are rampant through the body of Christ. I don't, know, I don't know what happened a number of years ago where casual Christianity has crept in. Seriously hardcore. Listen, what part of we are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, come on, somebody. What part of we are the temple of the Holy Ghost and God lives on the inside of us? Did you know that casualty also hit the business world? And they realized something. They started losing money. Because that which you treat casual, you'll treat less. But that's what you honor. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help some people. Amen. Trying to help some people in Plant City. Trying to help some people in Lakeland. Trying to help. But you know what? The Bible says in the last days, people will heat to themselves. Teachers with itching for <coughs> unliking. And they will not watch this. Watch this. Endure sound doctrine you can't handle tell me the truth you can't handle the truth no you will know the truth and the truth will set you free a lack of honor we're almost finished trying to help some people here today praise God a prophet Without honor, except in his own hometown, among his own people. He was unable, unable to do great miracles because of the lack of honor. Unable to do great miracles. It's, a lot of the time, it's not the preacher that's losing the mojo. It's the people losing the mojo. Uh, he just lost his mojo. No. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Because you'll go to another place and you'll have great miracles and signs and wonders. But then you'll go to another place and hardly anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Francine told me that. 
you don't know who Mike Franzini, he came out of T.L. Osborne's ministry, T.L. and Daisy Osborne. Huge miracle healing crusades. He said he'd go to one country, do a huge miracle healing crusade, the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking, braces. He'd go across the border, hardly any miracles, maybe a few ailments, that kind of thing. And then he realized something. There's a Kiro's moment and a Kiro's time. A specific place and a specific time where there's a specific people who are willing to draw on the anointing of God. Can you say amen? amen. Yeah. These are, these, are, these are things to help you keep your healing. Can you say amen? amen? He goes on to say, He was unable to do any miracle in Nazareth except that he healed a few sick people and laying hands on them. He was amazed of their depth of unbelief. Unbelief will stop the flow of the healing power of God anytime. Unbelief. I think probably one of the greatest sins in the body of Christ, and we all, is I don't believe it. I don't believe the preacher anymore. I don't believe the Word of God anymore. I don't believe what they say. That is a dangerous place to be. Well, I believe this, but I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe the miracles and healings and signs and wonders are for today. But I do believe that you've got to be born again. Well, I don't believe that healings today. I believe it's the will of God to be sick, to teach us a lesson. What? What? Amazing. Do you know there are people who believe that? Oh, yeah. They believe that they're, if they're sick, they're being taught a lesson from God. Really? What good parent wants to put a disease on their child? I love you. I love you, son. I love you. Here's epilepsy. Be blessed. No. I'm not going to serve God like that. Amen. Well, it's just my lot in life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Satan's been chasing me all week long. Bless his holy name. Well, the only reason why Satan's been chasing you is because I've been running after him. He's been running from me. Praise God. Amen. He just happened to go your way. Go on, hello, somebody. Amen, preacher. Amen. Yeah. No, unbelief. So what is the cure to unbelief? The Word tells us right here. It says this. Out of King James. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went around the village's Teaching. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not by heard. Well, I've heard that before. Well, you just shut off the flood right there. You just turn the faucet off. Oh, he's he's told that story so many. Brother Hagen would tell story after story after story after story of the same story after story. Praise God. Amen. He just kept telling the same story. Amen. Oh, I heard that. And I actually heard preachers around me. I heard that before. And you just shut up the faucet. Because you know, within the story was the miracle. Within the story. Why do you think we have the parables of Jesus? Over and over and over. Listen, the fish, the coin in the fish's mouth, is the same story. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 is the same story. Come on now. Hello, somebody. Same story. And the most amazing thing. You see, I haven't seen that before. I haven't seen that before. That was pretty old. That was real. Listen, the coin in the fish's mouth, I saw something brand new. What do you mean? Well, Jesus told the disciples, I'll make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. Right? Who did he tell to go cast? Told Peter, right? Because Peter and John were fishermen. He wasn't going to tell Judas, go cast a... Mm. Judas was... Actually, you know what? I discovered the word Judas, the name Judas in the Hebrew means locksmith. So, guess who had the lock to the purse? Wow, that's good. Yeah, I guess you had the lock to the purse. 
So he's not going to send an accountant to go fishing. That's right. Come on. Yo, Judas, come on down, man. Here, here's a pole. Here's a hook. What do you want me to do with this? Turn it upside down. You had to reel in the wrong position. Praise God, Amen. No, no. He told Peter, right? Go down. Cast your hook. You know how supernatural that was? He didn't say put the worm on the hook. Put a sardine on the hook. No, he just said, hey, here's your pole. Here's the line. Here's the hook. Cast it in. The first fish you catch, there'll be a coin in the fish in, in the net, right? Go pay the taxes for you and me. Amen. Then he said to the disciples, watch this, I'll make you a fisher of men. So if one, I wonder if we support ministries that win souls. Amen. There is financial provision in soul-winning ministries. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. You win souls. You're part of winning souls. You're never going to lack. Even your taxes will be paid. So that was a new revelation. I thought, wow. I can testify to you that this ministry only sows into soul-winning ministries. Proven, watch this, proven signs and wonder, soul-winning Anointed gifts of the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, ministries. That's the only ones I throw into. Why would you do that? We go all the way back to the lineage of Jesus. We have not deviated. Come on now. I'm going to stick with the anointing. I'm going to stick with the Word. I'm going to stick with truth because there'll be a day that people will come. I want truth. I want truth. I want truth. And you know what? And watch this. And the preachers that didn't stay with the word, the truth and the word of the spirit, and they didn't stay with the gifts of the spirit, they'll be sitting at the feet of those that did. Yeah, and learn right. how to flow in the anointing. Learn how to flow. They'll be sitting at the feet of them in the classroom. Because Jesus is going to have His way, and we're living in a time where every crooked path will be made straight. It's being made straight right now. It's being made straight in our government. Some people need not to open their mouth because an investigation is going to come. Praise God, amen. And then they won't open their mouth no more. There's big mouth investigations coming. There's the criticizer. Investigations coming. (laughs) About you marrying somebody and then divorcing somebody and then marrying somebody again. And then writing it off on your taxes. Because you put it into your campaign funds. Uh oh, investigation's coming. I'm going to tell you, investigation's coming. Oop, shouldn't have said that about that person. Oop, shouldn't have opened that can of worms. Every can of worms you open, guess what? You got a can too. Praise God. Amen. Your, your worm can going to be open. Every, every skeleton in the closet you bring out with somebody else, guess what? Somebody's going to look underneath your bed. Ooh, not saying much anymore now. <laughs> Better unsaid. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. One more. Thanks. Thanksgiving. Amen. It's a very powerful principle when it comes to maintaining your healing. Go to the book of Luke, chapter 17. We're going to close with this. Luke 17.
Luke chapter 17. And we're going to pick it up in verse 11. Out of the Passion Translation of the Bible, it says this. Jesus traveled on toward Jerusalem and passed through the border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one village, ten men approached him, but they kept their distance, for they were lepers. They shouted to him, Mighty Lord, our wonderful Master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? When Jesus stopped to look at them, he spoke these words, Go be examined by the Jewish priest. They set off and they were healed while they were walking away. They were healed while they were walking away. He didn't even lay hands on them. He just spoke the word. One of them, a foreigner from Samaria, when he discovered that he was completely healed, he turned back to find Jesus shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. His thanksgiving. Watch this. That all ten lepers were healed. Right? One, as he was walking, realized that he was totally healed, decided to turn around to go and praise the Lord and give him thanksgiving. And the Bible says, if you read it in King James, and he was totally made whole. What does that mean? If he had no nose? He had a nose. If he had no fingers, he got no fingers. If he had no toes, he got toes. The other nine were just healed. But because the one turned around and gave thanksgiving to the Lord, not only was he healed, but he was made completely whole. I cannot tell you, out of the 23 years of ministry, on people that have come to the services and have gotten totally healed but they refused to come back to church or serve the Lord or anything. I remember particularly when we did a, we did a nine-month revival up in Illinois. And at first we started out and we were meeting every evening, I mean, for weeks on a time. And then we just shifted it to like four nights a week. And it just ran. And I remember in one particular service, I mean, there was a huge line. And a man came in a wheelchair and he had a trachea. And he was attached to this trachea. Uh, did this breathing machine. And so when the pastor turned the service over to me, I just started worshiping God, praising God, exalting the people to worship God. Well, suddenly, as I walked past this guy, I was walking past, I turned back around, and I walked past him again. And as I made my way down to the other side, worship God, worship God, I turned around, and suddenly when I look, this guy's standing up. He had pulled the tube out. Boom. And he's standing up. Praising God and worshiping God. Wow. And as I thought, oh, Jesus, this better be a miracle. Praise God. Because <laughs> he just popped that sucker out. Okay? So I'm like, how is so And so I walked by them, and I could actually feel him breathing through the little, the little, he couldn't pull the whole thing out. Yeah, that little trachea thing, it was stuck in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I think if you pull it too hard, you rip stuff out. You know, it's not good. So, praise God, amen. So, his nurse was with him. And so I checked with the engineer. I'm his nurse. Okay, great. You have some kind of device that you can check that his oxygen level is normal so he doesn't pass out here. Um, she said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the car. So she hooked him up and all that kind of stuff. And she, when she did the reading, it was totally normal breathing. Totally normal. Now watch this. I get this. So, he walked out wheeling the wheelchair out, breathing through the thing. I mean, it was awesome. So, when he got home, now the real test comes. And he really tested it. I mean, he didn't like. He had a breathing tube thing that you could connect it 
when he laid down on the bed. He decided that night he wasn't going to plug himself in. This is what he said. He said this, I totally believe God with all my heart I'm totally healed. Amen. And he had peace and joy over it. So he said this, I'm not going to it anymore. I totally believe. He, he, of course, he had to go to the doctor to get the thing removed. Right. Okay. But it was, it was late at night, 10 o'clock at night, and all that kind of stuff. So he decided not to play. He said, but if I die, I'll be with Jesus. That's what he said. What do you got to lose? Nothing. Come on now. Be with the Lord is better. Than, come on. Yeah. To be out of the body is present with the Lord. Yeah. Right? So he decided, and, and he slept through all the night, woke up the next morning, and he was totally, miraculously healed. But the key was, watch this, he had peace and joy. It wasn't anxiety, it wasn't in fear, he didn't have any of that kind of stuff. He was totally in peace and joy. But the thing is, is he gave thanksgiving to God. So if you've done all the stand, if you're believing God for a healing in your body, and you've done anything you know to do, come on now, and there's no sin in your life, and you're living right, living pure, I think you don't make mistakes. I'm talking about chronic stuff. Okay? And, but you're... Then keep on standing. Amen. I'll, take, I'll share one more story with you. One more story. Then we'll close with this. We were living in Oklahoma and, and going to Rainbow Bible Training Center. And I was installing digital network satellite systems. So I was in this attic and it was just nasty. Just nasty. Crawling around in the attic. It was just a massive thing. And you find skeleton bones of mice and rats and... Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. <laughs> you know? So all of a sudden, you know, I stepped down and I went home and I noticed this little little round thing on my arm. And I thought, man, what is that? It kind of scratched a little bit. Well, within like two hours, it, it turned completely red, started to spread, and I was like, uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, all these thoughts began to flood my mind. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, let me look on the internet. <laughs> it could be a bad thing or it could be a good thing. So, like, I didn't say anything to her. I didn't say anything out of my mouth. I didn't give voice to anything. Okay, but I'm having this flood of thoughts, you know? And I'm thinking, the first thought, actually, the first thought was a spider bite. And then the second thought was, oh, you got skin cancer. It's manifesting now. Remember, you know, you're redheaded, white boy with freckles and all that kind of stuff, and you grew up in Florida all your life, and, you know, these fair skinned, you've heard the reports, you know, these fair skinned people can't be in the sun too long. <laughs> you've heard that before, right? Yeah. So I looked up, so I looked up on the internet, and sure enough, at one point in time, between spider bite and skin cancer, it looked the same. <laughs> looked the same! But watch, I didn't say anything out of my mouth. Amen. Didn't say nothing. Thoughts flooding me like crazy. I didn't say, I got skin cancer. I didn't give voice to it. It was a vain imagination based upon fear. And God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Can you say amen? So what did I do? Let me tell you what I did. Took some acuricone. I cleaned up really good, cleaned the wound up really good. Took some acuricone. I put a band-aid on it. I was going to wait 12, 24, 36 hours. If it got worse in that period of time, I'm going to go to the doctor. But I was going to give Jesus, the great physician, first opportunity. So this is what I did. Every time I thought about it, every time I thought about it, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. No weapon. That's, that's all I was saying out of my mouth. I wasn't saying skin cancer, spider bite, or anything. Amen. didn't even say anything to her. Nobody. Me and Jesus. That's right. Yeah. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. No weapon formed against me. Jesus' blood runs through my veins. Hold up. 
Amen. No weapon formed against me prosper in the name of Jesus. That's all I do. Amen. Oh, I see the band Okay. Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against me prosper. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. No weapon formed. <laughs> no weapon. That is the joy that just bubbled right out of my body. Amen. Peace and joy. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. No weapon formed against me prosper. Every idle word spoken against me falls to the ground and dies. In Jesus' name. Thank you. I'm healed. Right, and then, uh, then what I would do is I'd take the band-aid off, clean it back up again. Come on now. I like what Pastor Higgins said. It's the natural and the supernatural coming together to make an explosive force for God. That's right. The natural and the supernatural coming together to make an explosive force for God. I think sometimes we just settle. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. I think we just settle for the pain. We settle for the twerk, you know, the tweak, the whatever. Not, not the twerk, but the tweak. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't no, bring me the victory, great God. Amen. I'm just going to tell you right now. No, I'm just going to twerk for Jesus. No, don't do it, guys! Don't do it! Don't do it! Praise Jesus. Don't do it. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you don't have to pay attention. Things i got to do to keep people engaged. I'm not saying that you, you, you shouldn't ignore some things, but man, if you paid attention to every... <laughs> You'd be like walking around constantly. Come on, hello, something. All right? But listen, sometimes you just got to narrow your faith in on something. And you do what you got to do. Now, let me say one more thing. You give me one more? Thank you. I'm going to be it to you anyway. Praise God. Amen. One more. One more. Your body. Your body needs nutrition. Come on, hello, somebody. You can't be eating Twinkies all the time and expect not to get diabetes. That's right. Come on, hello, somebody. Come on, I mean, it, it, it's good to take vitamins. It's good to exercise. It's good to... That's right. Ain't nobody amen in me. Come on. Yeah, come on now. You need one body. Come on. You got to maintain it in there. You got to maintain it. Come on. Hello. You know? Got to take supplements if you need to. Eat more vegetables. Yes. Eat more salad. Yes. Eat more fruits. Stay away from the chocolate mate Twinkie. I mean, just no, no, it's, the, it's the coconut donuts with the monster coffee energy. It's the breakfast of champions. <laughs> I freely admit I. God, amen. Yeah, but we all do it. That's the devil right there. I just... <laughs> Come on. You can't have an apple and then have a pack of toast. <laughs> and then justify yourself. Well, I had an apple, eight donuts, and two coffee drinks. <laughs> You may think it feels good, but your body, like, oh, yeah, what did I do? To myself? <laughs> yeah, <amen>. So, 
Take care of your body. Can you say amen? Take care of your body. Take care of your body. Amen. All right, come on, stand to your feet if you would. You've been so gracious. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week, and remember, the best is yet to come.